0: Offer valid on select AK systems. That's through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumpaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Detroit City Cast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. And what is going on, fine citizens? Happy Manic Monday and the debut of Michigan Mondays, where we're going to focus on both Michigan and Michigan State every Monday leading up to the start of the college football season. And we, on Saturday, it was eight Saturdays until the start of Michigan football, and right around the same for the Spartans. And we're going to have some special guests on going forward. We're going to update all the different props and win totals and Uh, odds to win the Heisman and division odds, or excuse me, conference odds. We're not going to get to uh, division odds until we get to the Lions. Uh, We're going to have a lot of fun with that starting now every Monday going forward uh, until the season starts. Of course, we're going to have post-game reaction shows for both Michigan and Michigan State throughout the season as well, and all the great lists of guests and special peeps to come on and break it all down. So we'll get to that in just a little bit later today. I will be with my uh, man Jeff Lesson as we are going to be part of uh, the Team Squatch Media Squatch for the media tournament at the Ally Challenge Press Day. Of course, getting ready for the Ally Challenge, the Champions Tour uh, PGA event up there in Warwick Hills. So we'll hopefully uh, have a chance to win this whole darn thing and uh, give you a full update on that coming up. Uh, later on in the week on the Wild Wednesdays show. Before we get into the Motown betting window, just want to go over what happened at Wimbledon yesterday. W- what a final. I mean, it was a four-setter and the first couple of sets. It didn't seem to take long. But it felt like one of those five-hour-type finals. Even though it was four sets, it was shot-making brilliance, serving brilliance from Kyrgios. Djokovic finding his way out of trouble. There is no better scrambler-slash- tennis player that's able to come back and get out of the craziest situations and survivor than Novak Djokovic. And, and I'll be honest, going back to, I'm forgetting the year right now, but it was early in Djokovic's career. This is back when Andy Roddick was a t- you know number one ranked player, along with him and Federer, uh, were the two best in men's tennis. And it was a U.S. Open match. I want to say it was a quarterfinal. I know it was at night. And, and those of you that are tennis fans will definitely remember this. He was playing possibly. He was pretending he was hurt. And Djokovic has done this throughout his career. His gamesmanship, you can't hate the player, hate the game. But the way he handled himself, it pissed the New York crowd off. And from that point, I really just, I don't want to say I wasn't a fan. I respected him. He's become one of the greatest tennis players and athletes ever. But just the way he handled that, kind of almost faking an injury to get in Roddick's head, I didn't like it. But as Djokovic's career has gone on, and you saw his, if you watched the match, you saw the post-game, uh, you know, speech he gave, the interview he did on the, on the court, and then when he talked to Patrick McEnroe, and he's become an incredibly classy guy. He's had a lot of personal things to deal with, with the whole vaccination status. i not going to get into how I feel about being vaccinated or not vaccinated. It doesn't matter. But he did mention and opened up about really kind of feeling lonely and doesn't know when he can play next. And it looks like probably not at the U.S. Open because they're not going to let an uh, unvaccinated player come to New York and play in the U.S. Open. He did play in Australia. He can have the record amount of majors right now. So I I feel for him. And I, and I understand that we have to have, you know, rules with COVID and we have to, you know, for the general safety of the players and the public and all that stuff. But I do feel for him because it sucks that that has gotten involved in sports. And when it comes to Djokovic, He is easily one of the top three or four tennis players ever in this modern era. I mean, it was so different back in the days of Arthur Ashe, and obviously even McEnroe and Borg. They were incredible. The game has just gotten so much more advanced with equipment and the speed and the serving. I mean, back in the day, an 80, 90-mile-an-hour serve was a big deal. Now they're serving at 140, 150. I mean, it's know hitting aces, uh, you know, topping what your Porsches can do. So I've become a fan of Djokovic over the years. But my man Nick Kyrgios, who, of course, we didn't catch the – the overall, uh, you know, outright ticket out. We cashed that great twelve to one to make it to the final. He didn't have to play it out in the semis. If he could keep himself together and he could, could kind of redouble his efforts and really take things seriously, the way he took Wimbledon seriously, the way he's taking this whole grass court seriously, he could be a top five player in the world. He's that. The potential is there, but it's all up to him. And he's he's been forthright forthright about his issues and depression, and he had suicidal thoughts and all the different things that have gone on with him. He's 27. He's still relatively young. Back, you know, in 20, well, maybe even uh, 30 years ago now, because Agassi uh, obviously, you know, fought the sands of time, and he ended up uh, playing well into his 30s, and I think he ended up retiring when he was right around 40 or so. So back, you know, 30, 40 years ago, when you were like 28, you are considered old. That, not that case anymore. Serena's, you know, 40 and tiger woods is you know you know contend for majors or won the masters almost at 50 years old a couple years ago so Kyrgios has a lot of years ahead of him at least five to seven great years in his prime if he focuses his efforts he could win a multiple amount of majors so it's great to see him there Love the cash we got on him we finished 17 and 9 in wimbledon uh as far as matches go and then we, we obviously didn't win our Maria Sakaria prop, and we didn't win uh, Kyrios outright and Alex Minaur outright or to the final, but we won our, uh, our Kyrgios to the final at 12 to 1. So definitely profited a bunch if you took all those plays for the units that I had mentioned them to you to take for before the tournament. We got the US Open coming up. I'll always give you tennis plays when I like them, and it's a great sport to bet. There's a lot of value in betting tennis. So hats off to Kyrios, but how about Novak Djokovic? One major below Rafa Nadal. One more than Roger Federer, or you know it killed him not to play there. That on-court ceremony to celebrate 100 years of center court a few days back when they brought him out, the seven-time winner. Now Djokovic has won seven times. And it is just incredible. Incredible to see Djokovic win four straight Wimbledon titles. And clearly, it's just, you know, it's obvious now he's definitely the best player in the world. As Federer's got an older Federer is 40 years old, uh, hasn't won Wimbledon since 2018. But when you look at Roger Federer, uh, or I'm sorry, 2017 was the last time that Federer won Wimbledon. And I apologize, he's won eight times. Um, but Djokovic can match him. And to win four in a row in this day and age, even with Federer, you know, kind of being injured, Nadal is still around. You still have all these great players, the Medvedevs, who first didn't play this year. Uh, but so many top-level players uh, and young guys, and guys like Tsitsipas, uh and, uh, you know, just so many different ways that you can lose matches, but Djokovic just routinely finds a way, whether he, and he, he struggled the last three rounds of this tournament. He was down two sets to love to center. You know, he lost the first set to Cam Norrie in front of the home crowd. He lost the first set to Kyrgios, and he always, like I said, there is no one that finds their way out of trouble better and survives better than Novak Djokovic. So hats off to him, and hats off uh, to... Rai Makina, uh, who got the job done against Anjabor. I, I can't believe we didn't win that. I can't believe she didn't win that. She had so many different chances, and she she's a trailblazer. The first Arab in a uh, major semi, the first Arab in a major final, uh, and the first person from Africa as well. And she's from Tunisia. The future is super bright for her as well. Boy, I just love Wimbledon. It doesn't get any better. Strawberries and cream, breakfast at Wimbledon. It is the best. All right, let's take a trip to the Motown betting window. Brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. And you can swing for the fence to Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook this week when you make a first time deposit using code DERBY, that's D E R B Y, on the Baseball Home Run Derby. Sign up is super easy with the Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook app or visit BetRivers.com. You can deposit $100 to receive a free Bet Rivers bet for the Home Run Derby or deposit $250 and get the total home runs for the entire Derby as a free Bet Rivers bet. Software is valid July 11th through July 18th. So download the BetRivers Online Sportsbook app today and use code DERBY when you make a first-time deposit. Visit BetRivers.com to see all the latest odds, boosts, and promotions running this baseball season. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem. Call 800-270-7117. Well, the hottest team in baseball has cooled off. The Detroit Tigers, who were 8-2 in their last 10 until a couple days ago, had won six in a row. They have lost the last couple to the Chicago White Sox, 8-0 on Saturday. And then on Sunday, things looked good. And then the next thing you know, the White Sox found a way with that Robbie Grossman drop ball. You know, the Tigers were up 2-0 after the first, and it was 2-2 after the sixth. Uh, And then the White Sox getting the job done in the eighth inning uh, with a Pollock single, in a Jimenez single, and the Tigers now have lost two. To early. They dropped to 36 and 49, but they are right back at it as they start a series here as we head towards the All-Star break with the Kansas City Royals. With cheese, it'll be Michael Pineda. We had a good start last time out. He's two and three now with a 3.62 ERA, and it's going to be Keller for Kansas City. He's four and nine with a 4.37 ERA, and taking a look at the line right now at Bet Rivers. For the 8-10 start, it is the Royals. Or I'm sorry, the 2-10 start. Normally they start at 8 in Kansas City, but you got the uh, day game action going on. Uh, ESPN Plus, by the way, locally here in Detroit, is it's game one of the doubleheader of makeup from April 17th. And then we, of course, have game two at 8-10. Uh, it'll be Fieda in that one and Lynch for uh, Kansas City. We'll get to that line in just a moment. Uh, but right now, you've got the game number one, with the Royals minus 143, Tigers plus 120, and run line Kansas City minus one and a half, plus 140, Tigers plus one and a half, minus 177. The total nine and a half, over minus 105, under minus 114. You know, I look at this as a bounce back day, and I like what we saw in a panada last time. So I'm taking a unit and going with the Tigers in this one. I like the value of getting the plus 120, and I'll tell you this: if for some reason that does lose, and we don't we don't lose often on this show. Uh, but we, you know, we can't win everything. That I would definitely look at game number two. The Tigers are not going to get swept out of the doubleheader. We'll get to the line of that in a minute. But I do like a, a unit play on the Tigers with uh, Putana on the mound, plus one twenty. And, and listen, to be honest, Kansas City, you know, is not a good team. I mean, the Tigers have been great until recently. At least they've won some games recently. Uh, Keller has been okay. I mean, not decision wise, he's four and nine. Because Kansas City only's got thirty two wins. But he does have a 4.37 ERA and has not been terrible on his last few starts. So uh, that's the one thing that is preventing this from being a huge spread, even though Kansas City is not very good. But the Tigers historically have not done great at Coffin Stadium. But I do like the Tigers uh, plus the 120 at bet Rivers for a one unit play. Now, as I mentioned, game number two of the doubleheader, Fayada 1 and 4 with a 5.02 ERA. He's really just not been that consistent. Or really that good this year? Uh, Lynch will go for Kansas City. He's three and seven with a four nine five ERA. And right now, the line for game number two will be the regular eight ten start. Uh, the Royals minus one thirty nine, Tigers plus one eighteen. Run line Kansas City minus one and a half, plus one forty. Tigers plus one and a half, minus one seventy seven on the run line, and the total nine and a half over minus one hundred three, under minus one seventeen. If the the Tigers don't win game one. Definitely going a full unit on the Tigers uh, game number two. So we make a little money back, obviously, if that catches. Uh, but I think the Tigers are going to win number game number one, and I'm going to stay away from game number two. I looked at the total, thought maybe, you know, after a doubleheader uh, or the first game, it could be a lower scoring game. You see a lot of runs scored a lot of times in games two of doubleheader or vice versa. Uh, but if that's the case, if it's a low scoring game, and um, uh, game number one, I would lean on the over. It's not an official play, but I would lean on the over because there is some value at the nine and a half, and the over is uh, being minus one o three right now at Bet Rivers. Uh, a couple other lines I want to take a look at here. Open Championship, we're gonna have a full breakdown and preview and, and selections on the Wild Wednesday show. Uh, and you look at what happened this past weekend. You know, uh, we've had such a great, you know, successful PGA season, uh, but the last couple weeks. You know, we had Tommy Fleetwood, and Fleetwood was flirting uh, with some greatness uh, on Sunday, but really the Saturday is what, uh, or Friday, excuse me, is what made it an issue. He just wasn't, he was too far back, even with the leaders, Trigali and others, coming back to uh, the pack. But Xander Schauffele ends up winning for the second time in less than a month, and he does it at minus seven over Kurt Kiniyama, who played great. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood did end up finishing tied for fourth. Uh, I'm very upset because I actually wanted to give him out. For a top five, it was about 10 or so to one, but just wanted to do the outright because, you know, this is an interesting course and the weather and the wind and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Tregali, by the way, who was nine under a couple days ago, uh, fell all the way to minus three. did finish tied for sixth, but boy, six shots off of his apex and ends up finishing tied for sixth. Made a couple hundred thousand dollars, so not too shabby. Uh, So nothing in the Scottish Open. Um, But the Barbasol, Barbasol, what I mean, we, you know, weather delays and create, Trey ballistics finds a way, gets the job done. Minus twenty five beats off Kevin Stream by a stroke, of minus twenty four. Uh, Mark Hubbard finished uh, third by himself, minus twenty two. Hugh Hurley uh, Long, the German, minus twenty one, uh, in fourth, and Vince Whaley minus twenty. Uh, so none of our, uh, you know, the, the Barbasol I told you was not a big play for me. We had a couple guys. Ended up not really doing much for us, uh, but I feel really good about the Open Championship. It's going to start early here in the Eastern Time Zone, so I will definitely uh, have a full breakdown preview and selections for you coming up on... uh the Wild Wednesday Show. McElroy the favorite right now, ten to one. Bet Rivers, Xander Shoffley, fourteen to one. Rom, fourteen to one. Spieth, sixteen to one. Along with Fitzpatrick and the U.S. Open champ and Scotty Scheffler, Justin Thomas, eighteen to one. He hasn't played in a few weeks. Shane Lowry, who's going to very likely be one of our plays. Uh, he is 22 to 1. Love what Shane Lowry can do at Royal St. Andrews. And of course, fits him very well. Colin Morikawa, first former Open champion, 25 to 1, along with Will Zelotoris, one of our favorites on the show. Cam Smith, 25 to 1. I really love Cam Smith. He played so well early in the season, but I just don't trust him right now. It is possible for the 25-1, to 1, there will be enough value based on what I think he can do at Royal St. Andrews to make him a play of ours. But right now, I'm very on the fence about Kent Smith, but I believe he is going to get things going sooner than later. He's just such a talented player. Patrick Cantlay, 28-1. to 1. Sammy Burns, who's one of our plays in the Scottish Open, uh, just faded, unfortunately, over the weekend. 33-1 to 1, uh, for him, along with Tyrell Hatton, who's one of our other plays. Tyrell Hatton uh, was looking really good for the first couple of days, ended up just not being able to get the job done uh, in the Scottish Open. But I think that he could be a play of ours for the Open Championship. Uh, By the way, Tyrell Hatton ended up finishing tied for 24-shot, even par uh, for the tournament, uh, even par on on Sunday as well. Or I'm sorry, 200 on Sunday uh, to uh, finish at least in the top 30. But I think he is going to be a play of ours uh, as I like the form that he is in. He's 33-1, along with Dustin Johnson, will definitely not be a play. Stayed away from most of the live guys, if not all of them. Uh, and then we got Hideki Matsuyama, Victor Hovland, Brooks Kepka, Louis Oosthuizen, and my man Tommy Fleetwood at 40-1. Fleetwood, I can tell you right now, is going to be a play. Uh, so grab him if you can, because that line might just go down. I can tell you for sure he will be a one-unit to play. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood at 40-1. to Tiger Woods! to along with Tony Finau. Finau, this really isn't, Finau's kind of course. That's why his odds are a lot longer than they would have been maybe if it was the PGA or the U.S. Open uh, where he was around 30 or or 40 or so to one. But 50-1 to for Tony Finau. Can he finally break through and get a major? I don't believe it will be this one. Uh, And, you know, just looking for some value down the trough. Uh, Lucas Herbert, we had uh, as one of our guys in the uh, Scottish Open and ended up, you know, missing the cut and not getting the job done for us. He is hundred to one; could be a value play for us. Phil Mickelson, a hundred to one. We're definitely not touching Phil Mickelson. Uh, and you know, you yeah, got just played really well at the Scottish Open until you know he faded in the last couple of rounds. He is hundred and twenty-five to one. And remember, one of the the things that I like to really do on this show, or really do with golf at least, is. If, you know, let's say Roy McIlroy played the week before the U.S. Open. If he had won that week, there's no way I'm taking him the next week. Vice versa. If he didn't win the week before the U.S. Open, I'm, you know, and I liked him, I was going to take him uh, for the, you know, the, the U.S. Open. That's what happened with Fitzpatrick. So the fact that Tringali didn't win, played well, but has his game in good form, that could lead to maybe some solid plays for him as an outright at 125 to 1, a top 10, a top 5. So we'll get all that stuff going with you when it comes up on the Wild Wednesday Show. And I just want to let everyone know, you got NBA Summer League action going on right now. And, you know, you're. I don't think there's a ton of value on betting Summer League action, uh, but I'll definitely let you know if there's any plays that I like. Uh, but Jaden Ivey, scary situation with the Pistons in Summer League. Uh, you know, kind of sprained his ankle. Looks like he's going to be all right. He tweeted about, you know, saying he's fine. Nothing nothing wrong. Uh, but, boys, he looked good. He, he had 20 points in his first game. Not as many points in game number two when he got hurt. And obviously played less minutes. But future very bright for this Pistons team. And just if you're wondering, I uh, always like to update the odds for you. We're about three months away from the start of the season. Pistons no longer in the bottom three or four of the overall odds to win the title. They're still in the, the bottom ten. But they are 400-1. Right behind the Utah Jazz and New York Knicks. And as far as the Eastern Conference is concerned, the Pistons right now are 200-1. They're ahead of the Wizards, Magic, and Pacers at Bet Rivers. And we will, of course... Continue to update you the NBA Rookie of the Year odds. Moncayo, of course, the favorite plus 350. He's had a nice start to his summer league. Same with Jamari Smith and Chad Holmgren. They are both four to one. Jaden Ivy, he's the third or the fourth favorite at seven to one. Keegan Murray, who almost was a Piston baby, ten to one. Uh, Benedict Matherin, who was to be a Piston baby, thirteen to one. Shane Sharp, eighteen to one, along with Dyson Daniels. And we do have odds on the Most Improved Player of the Year award when it comes to the NBA. And just kind of thinking about a chance for any Pistons to be on that list, you got a really young team in Detroit. So you don't really have veterans that would be a part of that that could be part of a uh, you know possible uh, Most improved or Comeback Player of the Year award. So there are really no Pistons on the list at all. You've got Bagley like way, way, way down uh, at hundred to one. Uh, but the favorite, by the way, is Anthony Edwards fourteen to one, along with Jalen Brunson. Of course, the Knicks has paid a ton of money for him at 14-1. Uh Tyrese Halliburton and RJ Barrett are 16 to 1. Uh, and then you've got LaMelo Ball, Jalen Green at 20 to 1. Uh, so we will see what happens there. And it's one of these things where, you know, it's good to have a young team if you're the Pistons. And it's about getting the right pieces in place under Troy the Dreamweaver, as I call him. Hopefully, Casey is the right coach. I like Dwayne, I know him personally have covered him for a while. He coaches. He's coached my nephew's baseball team. Uh, I think he is the right guy. And what he did with a young Toronto team, getting them as far as they did, they never could get the title. Uh, but they were just an incredibly talented team and a lot of young players that Dwayne Casey knew how to handle. So I think the future is very bright for the Pistons. Let's hope Jaden Ivey's injury is nothing serious So They're going to probably keep out of the rest of the NBA uh, Summer uh, League season just as a precaution. All right, that's going to do it for a trip to the Motown betting window brought to you by our great friends at Bent Rivers. Coming up next, our first edition of Michigan Mondays. We'll focus on Michigan and Michigan State as we get closer and closer to the start of the college football season. Less than two months away. I can't wait. I know you can't wait. Much more to come here on the Detroit CityCast Manic Monday Edition brought to you by Bent Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, BetRivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com today to sign up. Must be 21, playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117. All right, welcome into the first edition of Michigan Mondays. Every Monday here on the Detroit CityCast headed towards the start of the football season we're going to focus on both michigan and michigan state we'll have special guests on to discuss the upcoming seasons we'll keep keep you of course keep you updated and abreast of all the odds and any big moves and situations like that uh and really just kind of look at what's going on with both teams to get ready for summer camp into you know it's considered fall camp but summer uh you know practice getting ready for the fall and hopefully uh, we don't have to give you many injury updates or situations like that with Michigan. Of course, the big situation will be, is it Cade McNamara or is it J.J. McCarthy to be the starting quarterback? We shall see. Uh, but we just want to kind of start today and look over all the different things we have that are bettable right now at Bet Rivers when it comes to both Michigan and Michigan State. And for the Spartans, of course, they open up on Friday. Uh, we got It will be seven, it's now less than seven Fridays Away Or seven Fridays away, excuse me. Uh, They'll start in East Lansing against Western Michigan. It'll be a 7 o'clock start. Uh, Their first four games, Akron at home the following Saturday at 4 p.m. Then at Washington, who will probably be the Big Ten eventually. uh, That'll be a 7.30 Eastern start on September 17th. And then the first Big Ten game at Spartan Stadium, week number four. Time to be announced, but that will be uh, at home for the Spartans. The Wolverines, conversely. We'll start with Colorado State, game that I'll be at, September 3rd, uh, Saturday at noon, then Hawaii. My dad is really excited about this being a night game. I'm kidding. He hates night games. Although he liked the first Notre uh, Dame-Michigan night game, which is one of the most electric settings I've ever been to in my life as a sports fan. That'll be an 8 o'clock game, obviously helping out the Hawaii peeps because that's three local time in Hawaii. That'll be Saturday, September 10th for the Wolverines. They do start, of course, with four straight home games like they did last year, September 17th. Uh, they'll host Connecticut at noon. That's military appreciation game. And then homecoming, a little early for homecoming, it'll be Maryland coming to town. My man Greg Cantor, Dan Miller's top producer at Fox 2, the guy that hired me as a, his first intern. And It's all Greg's fault. All the, all the people that, that have fallen in love with me or they, they can't stand me. It's all Greg Cantor's fault. He got it going. Uh, but no, he's the best. He'll be in that game. I'm sure he's a big Maryland guy. Uh, that'll be September 24th, home at noon. Let's take a look at... Where we're at with both the markets for Michigan and Michigan State at Bet Rivers. And for you to find those right now, and they'll be, you know, they're there gonna be a will be a college football, you know, tab at the top right now. Of course, there's tennis, golf, WNBA, soccer, major league, baseball. But you'll always have ways to find that that tab on top of the app or the website. But just go uh, when you search on the left side on the Bet Rivers uh, app or website, you can have obviously uh, all the different sports on the website, at least on the app, there's the, the tabs to click for the different sports, just go down to football. And under that, you you know, you go to football and there's NCAA football. And that's where all the different markets are at for, uh, you know, conference odds, college football playoff, championship odds, and then individual team markets. We'll start with the Spartans here. Michigan State right now, their win total, this is excluding bowl games and playoffs. Regular season win total, seven and a half. The over at Bet Rivers, minus 143. The under is plus 115. That number seems right where it should be. I know some Spartan fans think it's a little low. The schedule is not incredibly tough. But it's, you know, there are some tough games on there, of course. Buckeyes, Wisconsin, Michigan. uh, Indiana should be improved at Penn State to end the season. So I I believe last year Michigan State's win total was seven. And now it's up a half game. And, of course, they had a much better year last year than a lot of people thought they would. So that's where we're at with the Spartan win total. Could it go to 8, 8-105, eight or even money or so, or even minus 110? We'll see. But right now, the 7.5, uh, so obviously there's no push uh, available for that, 7.5 over minus 143, under plus 115. And then, when it comes to the Michigan Wolverines, and it's going to be a very interesting year, because, of course, the offense should be one of the better offenses in the country. The defense is going to have to make up for so Many losses, Ojabo and Hutch and Daxton Hill and all these, you know, top-level draft picks. That's going to be the big question mark. So this is where Michigan's win total is. Of course, last year went to the playoffs. And, of course, excluding bowl games and playoffs, 9.5, over minus 118, under minus 107. I believe even with the losses uh, to the defensive side of the ball, there's still a ton of talent there. That is pretty a pretty good number, too. And take a look at the schedule. Four straight home games, even with the Wolverines. You know, Colorado State could be an interesting game, game number one, because there's no preseason in college football. Although my man Stephen Jungler, our fabled producer, uh, when we did his Stephen Stupid Ideas to Save Sports last week, said that he would like to have some type of a uh, preseason, you know, 12 only conference games and two games in the preseason. So those, you know, Furmans of the world and San Jose States can go play Alabama or Georgia and make their money for their football budget. But Colorado State can be an interesting game, first game of the season. The Wolverines should be 4-0, headed into Iowa. On the road, in Michigan. Always remember in Harbaugh's early tenure, uh, the pink locker rooms, they should have won that game. They could have gone to the playoff that year, uh, but lost to Iowa. Was a 13-12 to or something like that? So that's the first test at Iowa. At Indiana the following week, Penn State and Michigan State both at home. At Rutgers, home Nebraska, home Illinois, at Ohio State. The Wolverines should win at least 10 games. Yes, it'll be tough to play in Iowa. Iowa did have some losses, though, but still very solid on defense. Uh, Michigan owned them last year, of course, in the Big Ten title game. The Wolverines likely to lose to Ohio State. Those are the two teams I think the Wolverines are probably going to lose to. I think they should be 10-2. They should be able to beat Indiana, Penn State, Michigan State at home. At Rutgers, Nebraska, Illinois at home. I like the over, you know, early lead. But that, regardless, irregardless of that. Actually, that's not a word. I can't believe I said a word that I always tell people not to say. Regardless, regardless of that. Irregardless. It's a double negative. Regardless of that, uh, the Wolverines, you know, they're still a very talented team. And this is a team that should be able to get the job done and win 10 games. Uh, but whether you like, you know, the, the 10 wins or not, this is where the line should be. But I definitely lean on the over nine and a half right now. Now, here's what else we've got uh, to wager on right now when it comes to Michigan State and Michigan at Bet Rivers. We'll start with NCAA title odds. Your favorite Alabama plus 150, the Buckeyes plus 250, Georgia 4-1, Clemson 12 to 1, Texas AM 20 to 1. That rounds out the top five. Then you got the Wolverines. Wolverines have the same odds as Oregon. Texas and Utah actually just went up in recent days. They were closer to the Wolverines, but you got basically Oregon, Texas, and Michigan all at fifty to one. You got Oregon probably in the Big Ten soon, uh, and you know it's still. I won't get into that today. It's just kind of crazy, uh, but Oregon fifty to one, along with the Wolverines at fifty to one. They're around the the tenth odds uh, overall when it comes to the college football playoff, uh, you know, championship. The Spartans, not a lot of respect for the Spartans. The Spartans are all the way down at 150 to 1, along with Washington, NC State, South Carolina, Texas Tech, West Virginia, BYU, Iowa State, Cincinnati, Wake Forest, TCU, UCLA, Boston College, Auburn, Tennessee, all at 150 to 1, right below Mississippi State, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Minnesota, North Carolina, Iowa, Nebraska, Kentucky, that are all at 100 to 1. You also, of course, can wager on division odds or conference odds. And that's something where I think there could be some interesting value when it comes to these two teams. I mean, I don't think Michigan State is going to win the the Big Ten or their, you know, obviously outright or their conference, their division. But when you look at the numbers you can get on the Spartans and the Wolverines, it is somewhat inviting. And to me, it's one of these things where there's always going to be surprises. We know there's going to be surprises when it comes to both the NFL and college football. But you can't rely on that for smart betting situations. I always try to teach you on this show, and I'm not always going to win, but I do win a lot for you. And you want to find the best value. So, of course, laying the 230 on Ohio State, not a great amount of value. Do I think Michigan's going to win the Big Ten this year? No. Do they have a chance? Sure. They're 10 to 1, they're the second favorite. Then you have Penn State 12 to 1, Wisconsin 12 to 1, uh, Nebraska 16 to 1, Iowa 18 to 1, Alabama Minnesota. Then the Spartans at 27 to 1. Now, I know talking to a lot of Spartan fans and Spartan insiders and, and people that I, I trust to cover the team inside and out, this Spartan team under Mel Tucker has a lot of opportunity to surprise people. He's recruiting well. He's obviously a good coach, but Michigan last year they faded towards the end of the season. But this is still a a Spartan team that's got talent. That is where there is value on a team like Michigan State at 27 to 1. Do I believe they're going to get the job done? No. But you've got a lot different kind of value at 27 to 1 than taking a team in Michigan. I think it's going to struggle to, or not struggle, but doesn't have a great chance of beating Ohio State to win the Big Ten either. And they're, you know, at 10 to 1, the Spartans are, I think, fairly priced. They're they're right, uh, you know, ahead of Purdue at 33 to 1, and they're behind Minnesota uh and iowa at 18-1 so that's that's where we're at. we'll see this market changes as things go on uh, but then i want to get to heisman trophy odds and cj stroud of course the favorite from the buckeyes probably if he has a good year we'll go number one in the draft based on who's picking there hopefully it won't be the lions but i would like to see cj stroud on the lines bryce young could be a line as well plus 350 the second favorite caleb williams 750 plus 750 is the third favorite uh jameer gibbs the uh Four favorite at ten to one. Trayvon Henderson at sixteen to one. That rounds out the top five. And then looking at you know where we're at with Spartans or Wolverines, the first of any team is JJ McCarthy. He's seventy to one. Now not been named the starter yet. Is there a chance? Obviously a good chance. We'll see. But based on where we're at right now, that's where the odds makers have him way up at seventy to one because Cade McNamara is a hundred to one. And you would think that if, you know, Kane McNamara is going to start, maybe you'd have a little better odds. But until we know who it is, that's kind of the way you got to sometimes take some uh, strategic guesses and strategic decisions. uh, Because some people think that it still will be McNamara. He took Michigan to the playoffs, to the semis last year, won the Big Ten. But J.J. McCarthy, of course, is the future. And it's definitely the more talented quarterback. But. You got to show respect to Kate. Maybe Kate gets to start of the season. Things don't go well. It's it's JJ's team. We'll see. We know the future. It definitely is JJ's team. But McNamara is at 100 to 1. And, you know, when you look at Michigan State, really no players to speak of on the high top part of this list. So we'll continue to update that for you going forward. Uh, but right now, no one really looked at as a Heisman contender. Uh, for Michigan State there's going to be a lot more names added as we go on. Uh but that's where you got the two Michigan quarterbacks in the top uh 100 by the way or in the top of 20. By the way, Zach Charbonneau for Wolverine, he is on the list. So he's 200 to 1 uh to win the Heisman. Uh all right, that is our trip to Michigan Mondays. We're going to have so much more to discuss when it comes to these teams uh going forward and uh it's really important that if you're someone that is looking for value when it comes to betting at this time of year and by the way I apologize they did just add some more quarterbacks to the list and Peyton Thorne is on there I apologize so Peyton Thorne is on there uh, at around a hundred to one I I know that there, there's gonna be an eventually uh you know maybe a 150 players on the the bet rivers Heisman list but at this time of year sometimes there's They'll, they'll add more players, they'll take some off. So I apologize, Peyton Thorne is on there at uh, at around 100 or so to one. And, you know, I know maybe that's a value play for some of you out there. I don't think there's much value on Peyton Thorne. Uh, I don't think there's much value on Cade McNamara. Uh, there could be on J.J. McCarthy. if Michigan has a great season, and he's a big reason at 70 to one. Uh, but there's, there's a lot of times at th- th- this point of year, as we're in July, headed towards August, Headed towards training camp for the Wolverines and Spartans, that there could be some great value in taking some plays now as opposed to waiting. And then vice versa. There's gonna be certain things like the maybe the JJ McCarthy uh K McNamara odds that you want to wait on. Because you, you look at JJ McCarthy at 70 to 1, maybe he does not get the start. And his odds end up going to like 150-1. to But maybe somebody, I mean, God forbid, I'm knocking on wood. Not an injury or anything. Maybe Cade McNamara has a bad first game. Barely beat Colorado State. And J.J. takes over and plays the rest of the season. And has a chance to win the Heisman. And you get him in a much better value. So that's the kind of things we'll discuss. About kind of picking your spots. And figuring out, is it worth it to make a bet now? Do you want to wait? That is all in the offing as well. And by the way, also, there are lines when it comes to uh, bet Rivers and in college football, the biggest games of the year. But especially for the earlier games of the year, uh, there are lines bettable. I mean, you can bet Nebraska-Northwestern right now. Uh, Nebraska is a 12-and-a-half point favorite on the road at Northwestern. And you do have lines for Michigan State and Michigan. The the Spartans are right now 18-and-a-half point favorites against Western Michigan, both minus 110. Uh, Spartans Muddy Line minus 1250. Western Michigan plus 650. Uh, the total 54 and a half. High total. But that, that should be a higher scoring game. 54.5 over minus 112. Under minus 108. And then Michigan, the Wolverines against Colorado State, 27.5 point favorites. Minus 118 for the Wolverines. The Colorado State Rams are minus 103 uh, with the plus 27 and a plus 27.5. And then the total 59.5 minus 104. Uh, on the over and under uh, 59.5 is minus 118. And and just, to, I'm going to talk a lot about this throughout the season we did last year too. Just a rule of thumb, one of the many things I've learned and picked up over the years. Example in this game. If you believe that Michigan is going to blow out Colorado State, that's when you want to take the over in a big spread like this. Because that means that Michigan's going to score a lot of points. And even if the Rams score ten, that could be enough. Let's say the Wolverines score fifty, Rams score ten, you're over the total. Conversely, if you like a dog, like let's say you know Alabama's playing Furman or some team like Jack, you know Jacksonville State or whoever you want to you know throw out there as a Mercer, and they're getting fifty points, and you think for some reason that's going to be a closer game, if you lean on the dog. That's when you want to take the under, because what you're thinking is that maybe Bama still wins 30 to nothing, but it's going to be, you know, kind of more of a struggle than the spread suggests. So remember, favorite, if you like a big favorite, over. If you like a big underdog, under. Now, it doesn't always stand true. There's going to be certain situations where there's not the value play in that, but that is a good rule when you have those huge spreads early in the season, or even throughout the season, but definitely early in the year in the non-conference schedule portion, of the season that if there's a huge favorite you like to cover take the over if there's a huge underdog you like to cover lean on the under all right that's our first edition of Michigan Monday we'll do this throughout the next several weeks leading up to the start of college football season that's also going to do it for us here today on the manic money edition of the Detroit City Guest. until next time keep reaching for the stars believe in the dream Dan Leach the Squatch out